Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Naples United Church of Christ on this first Sunday of going to one service. We're glad you all made it this morning at 10 a.m. My name is Reverend Angela Wells-Bean, and it's my privilege to serve as your minister for congregational care. If you are joining us in the sanctuary or remotely, we are so glad to have you with us today. And a special welcome to the folks at Bentley Village who are worshiping remotely. We're glad you're able to be with us virtually. And wasn't it great for that extra hour of sleep this morning? Yes. Yes. (laughs) It was. was. And my name is Dawson Taylor. And for a few more hours, I serve as your senior minister. And it is a great privilege to do so. And I want to take the opportunity to remind you to find the blue registration pads that should be in your row for those who are worshiping here in the sanctuary. Please register your attendance. And those who are worshiping online, uh, please take an opportunity to utilize the comment section uh, and let us know where you're worshiping from so we know how best to be in ministry together. I want to extend a special welcome to a guest who's with us this morning, Reverend John Vertigan. You want to go ahead and stand up? There he is. (laughs) Um, We are so glad to have you with us, John. He is the conference minister of the Florida Conference of the UCC, and he will participate in Dawson's Liturgy of Release later in the service. So we're glad you're here. And also a special welcome to other special guests, Bill and Roxanne Taylor, Dawson's parents. We are glad you're with us this morning. And I know it means a lot to Dawson to have you here. So Thanks they're really, they're happy to be here to stop packing boxes. So that's, that's really, uh, they're imagine. most happy to be here. And uh, we're grateful to be together as God's people on this day. And so let us center our hearts as an intergenerational congregation as we prepare for worship this morning. God is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Like a flower that blooms year after year, God is constantly making all things new. Let us remember that in all the seasons of our lives, God's love abides. In that spirit, let us join our voices together as we stand in body and spirit and sing our processional hymn. And as we enter into worship, I invite you to pray along with me. Loving God. We are often not the Easter people we should be, living in the certain knowledge of your great mercy and love. Distracted by the world around us, we fail to hear your voice. Send the presence of the risen Christ so that we may glorify you here and in all places. Amen. This morning as I offer our pastoral prayer, I want us to keep in mind all that is going on around the world beyond the Naples community. We, this week, are anticipated to hit the one million mark of lives lost due to the coronavirus, which is a tragic and grim milestone. We also keep in our hearts the folks in Buffalo, New York, who experienced a tragic shooting yesterday. And of course, we continue to remember the people of Ukraine who are still in the midst of active and horrifying warfare. And so... There's a lot going on in our world, and there's a lot going on right here in the life of our church. And so, bearing in mind all of that, let us center our hearts and be in a spirit of prayer. Holy and gracious God, 
How can we say thanks for the things you have done? How can we sum up eight and a half years in one prayer? Thank you for this partnership between pastor and people. Thank you for giving them the courage to say yes to one another, not knowing what the future held, but trusting the plans you had in store for them. Thank you for shepherding this church for the past half century, for all the pastors who have served Naples United Church of Christ faithfully and all those who will in the future. We know that this is the blink of an eye on your timeline, but almost 50 years is a long time for your people, especially considering the challenges your church faces. We don't know what will become of our nation or our world due to political divisions, climate change, and the ever-shifting sands of religious affiliation. We don't know how this congregation will evolve. After all, oh God, we are still in the midst of a pandemic. The future is uncertain and future leadership is unknown. You are the only constant. You are with this church and each person who calls it home, who finds belonging here. Remind us that you do abide alongside of us always, Dawson included. You are with him, O oh God, as he leaps into the unknown, for only you know the plans you have in store for him, and we trust that those are great plans. You are readying a place to receive his gifts and his skills, and may Dawson remember that he is not defined by his job or his title, but that he is worthy because he is your beloved child, and in him you are well-pleased. You journey alongside of us, O oh God, if only we would remember to lean on you. You extend your hand if only we would remember to grab hold of it. You are always a soft place to land if only we would let ourselves fall. May we all have the faith to fall into your arms, always there, always ready to receive us. And when we regain our strength, you are ready to accompany us on the journey forward one step one day at a time. You know, O oh God, that your church is not perfect because it is made up of your people and you know that we are imperfect beings. Yet despite our imperfections, you still need us in this community and in this world. You still have plans for our welfare, a future filled with hope. And we are grateful for the years we have spent with Dawson, all that we have achieved under his leadership and I extend my personal thanks and gratitude for him as a colleague and a friend and for the support he has shown me. Even though church is messy, oh God, and leadership is complicated and this pandemic was unprecedented, we trust that we have carried out your will in our world during this time in which Dawson has been our senior minister. Pour your blessings upon him in the days ahead, and may he look back on his tenure here with fondness and gratitude for all that he facilitated during his time among us. We are forever changed because of the mark he has left upon this place, and he is forever changed because he served here. As we go our separate ways, may we all be thankful for the, for the ways we helped one another grow change, and evolve into more faithful people. 
We offer this prayer in the name of your Son, Jesus, the risen Christ, the one who has gathered us together for the past eight and a half years as we continue our prayers in the silence of our hearts as we listen to the prayer that he taught us. Here, friends, are some words from Scripture familiar to many of us and which contain good news for those who have never heard them before. From John's revelation, hear these words. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her spouse. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among mortals. God will dwell with them. They will be God's peoples. And God will be with them and be their God. God will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more. For the first things have passed away. And the one who was seated on the throne said, See, I am making all things new. And added, Write this. For these words are trustworthy and true. And that one continued, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water as a gift from the spring of the water of life. May God bless the hearing of this word. Will you join your hearts with mine in prayer? Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we continue to give you thanks for the gift of this day. And we ask, O oh God, that in this time of worship that you would speak either through me or in spite of me, but that above all else we would hear with clarity what it is that you say to us this day. All of this we trust and we ask in your many names. Amen. On January 20th, 2016, after serving as your associate minister for just over two years, 98% of you elected me to become your senior minister, an office in which I took the following month following my predecessor, Reverend Dr. Ron Patterson's retirement. That vote took place at our annual meeting that year and after I preached that morning. My sermon that morning began this way. There are really only two kinds of people in the world, people who love cats and everyone else. Bill was one of the latter category. He did not like cats, but he did like his next door neighbor, the little girl who lived there. When she came to his door one day and knocked, in tears and was, he was very worried about her. Honey, what's wrong? 
my cat has climbed up in a tree in your backyard and won't come down. Well, I'll help you, honey, he said, thinking, stupid cat. <laughs> they went, and sure enough, the cat had climbed to the very top of a tall, young tree that Bill had planted about a year before. A sapling, really. And they called up to the stupid cat, and the cat was holding on for dear life and wouldn't move. Then Bill called to his wife, Jane, and she opened a can of tuna. Here, kitty, here. Nothing happened. And Bill said to his spouse, well, you know, it's such a slender tree if I just pulled down, I bet we can grab hold of the cat. And so he did. He grabbed the tree and hand over hand began to pull the sapling over. And as the tree was arching, Jane was on her tiptoes trying to get the cat. And she almost had it. Bill didn't mean to do it. <laughs> Somehow he lost his grip. The tree whipped back and sent the cat sailing into space, never to be seen again. And Bill and Jane began to console the little neighbor, and she went home heartbroken. And Bill thought, well, that's the end of that. But the very next day, Bill was in the grocery store and bumped into one of the neighbors in the neighborhood who happened to live right behind them. And in her grocery cart were cans of cat food, a little collar, and a catnip mouse. And Bill said, why, Doris, I didn't know that you and Jim had a cat. We didn't. But the oddest thing happened yesterday. We were in the backyard, and this cat came flying out of the air and landed at our feet. And Jim said to me, look, Doris, the Lord sent us a cat. My friends, you and I are like the cats. God is sending us into unknown places and unknown futures. But I believe that we are ready. So I will continue to say what I have said and what I have written but yet keep getting asked, no, I don't know what's next. The movers arrive in the morning, and hopefully all of my stuff will be packed by then. I will return to my native Texas for the time being, 
And I had the most wonderful experience on Friday night while eating dinner with my parents after they arrived. My oldest niece knew that her grandparents were visiting her Uncle Dawson. She text messaged me to tell me that she was in a play at her middle school. She gave me the two dates that it would be performed and asked if I could attend. And for the first time in her 12-year-old life, I didn't have to check my calendar or book a flight. I could immediately say, yes, I will be there. So those are some of the moments that I will look forward to in the short term. Spending time with family, with my five nieces and nephews, with a little rest, and with some renewal. Ministry under the most normal circumstances at best is exhausting. In a global pandemic, let's just say they will be doing sociological studies about that for years to come. I will continue job searches, discernment about the future, and we will find appropriate communication strategies to let you know what is next for me. But what I know is that I feel like the cat in that story. God is about to launch me into something and I feel confident that it will be exhilarating and yet scary all at the same time. Just as you as a congregation are preparing for your 50th anniversary next March, you have exceeded every imaginable thing that a church can go through in 50 years. Statistically, so many churches never make it to 50 years. So there will be much to celebrate, much to anticipate, and yet much to work for. And I know that David and Angela will lead you faithfully and well as you look to a bright future as God pulls you back and prepares to launch you into the next 50 years. One of the most empowering situations I ever experienced in my ministry here was while I was still associate minister My predecessor once said to me in a private meeting that he believed that some of the best and biggest and boldest ideas for this congregation rested within me and challenged me to think and to reflect and to share those ideas with him and with the various ministries and leaders among us. And so I began to do that. I began to share and to think and to reflect. And one day, 
as I began to share one of those ideas about the future of this great church. It was a former lay leader looked across the table at me and said very, shall we say, directly, Dawson, your dreams are dangerous. And I thought for a moment and responded, I can't think of a more faithful compliment in all of my life. And so as I prepare to take leave, that will become my prayer and hope for this church. That this will be a church of dangerous dreams. Because just as John, in the reading for this morning, has these fantastic images of God, it is my hope that there will be fantastic images of a future for this church filled with bold ideas of what the future looks like. Because there will be many people and experts and others who will tell you about how the church of the future is in danger and is to decline and can fail. But I believe that this church has a bold and faithful future ahead, filled with dreams. Some of them may be even a little dangerous. Later that day in January of 2016, I finished my sermon and said this. There are many places in this world today eager to tell you who is in and who is out. There are political figures of both major parties who want to tell you who to blame and who to be afraid of. But we are called to be a church, to be a vision of a world where all are welcomed, where all people are invited to live in peace and to be celebrated. And so let us continue to live into that dream and into that vision. Can you begin to feel the tree rocking beneath you? Because my friends, God is about to launch us into the next great calling. Are you ready? Because I know I am. Thanks be to God.
Friends, week in and week out, Dawson has pronounced the words of blessing after each worship service, which have been a call on our lives. And this day, when Dawson, on Dawson's last Sunday as our senior minister, we have the privilege and the opportunity to reflect these words back to Dawson. So I invite you to stay in your bulletins and say them communally with me and Dawson. I invite you to hear these words from your congregation. Dawson, as you go from this place, may you find a self you can live with, a cause you can live for, and a redeemer whose love you can live into. And may you go in peace. Amen.